Ghost, he was there. Is it Bangladesh? And there was 2,000 people who received the Holy Ghost in one service, and he was a part of that. And we are excited for what God is doing all around the world, in, in not only in, in Pentecost and, and in our church, but in his ministry. And I feel the anointing when he comes. And I believe with all of my heart that God has a word for you tonight. Amen. I said a word for you tonight. Point to yourself and say, that's me. It's not my neighbor. You know, sometimes we, we have a lot of confidence that God has a word for the person beside us. But I want you to know God has a word for you tonight if you will receive it. And so our hearts are open to the ministry of Brother Landon Gore all the way from Texas. Would you put your hands together and welcome him to this pulpit? Give him his liberty and preach with him, I'm asking. We love you, Brother Gore. God bless you in Jesus' name. What a joy it is to be in the house of the Lord on a Sunday night. Are you thankful? Oh, let me say that again. Are you thankful to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to say how grateful that I am for all that, number one, God has done from Friday night into yesterday into this morning and what he is going to continue tonight. Can we give him a hand clap of praise? Come on, it's not cliche to say that he really is deserving of all the glory and all of the honor. I honor the memory of Bishop Cole, and he knew what he was doing because God knew what he was doing, and he trusted that. And the way that God ordained for the uh, French family to come to this city and to this region and to connect and to be interwoven with this church, that's you. And for you to come together and to see and experience everything that God is doing is just absolutely breathtaking and quite awesome. You may be a little used to that. But I don't mind saying this as an outsider how amazing it is to step into what God is doing. To step into what God is doing and to observe and to quote scripture, it's, it, it's quite marvelous, at least in my eyes, to behold everything that God is accomplishing. So I'm thankful for the ministry of this pastor and wife. I'm thankful for the ministry of his sons as preachers, teachers, uh, scholars, students, musicians, um, and, and, and their respective families. And I, I just, I, I leaned over to... Um, yeah, I think it, it was you, Nathan. I said, what do you guys not do? What do you not do? And so I'm thankful for their leadership. And I'm thankful for, the again, the, uh, the hospitality this weekend. And, uh, I'm going a little slower because this is my last service this weekend. And I do believe honor must be given where it is due. And again, I want you to know, there were some that were not here this morning. I want you to know that your church, your youth group, facilitated a move of God that allowed other churches and other young men and women to be affected. And I'm thankful for that. I really am. I really am. And I honor you. I honor you as saints of the Most High God. We all know that people this week have been praying. They've been fasting. They've been vacuuming. They've been witnessing. They've been, been, been working hard in the kingdom of God. And I want you to give yourselves a hand. I, I really mean that. I, 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 I don't have, I, 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 well, you know what? This is what I want us to do. I want us just to lift up our hands one more time. Would you do that? Come on, I know I'm taking, I'm taking my time right now, but would you, just, would you just lift up your hands? I'm not going to tell you what to say, what to pray, but would you, would you just pray for a few moments right now? Would you just pray for just a few moments? Come on for just a few more seconds right now. Just, just a few more seconds. Come on, I, I just I feel something stirring in the Holy Ghost right now. 
Come on, I, I don't want to be too quick. I, I want to just follow the leading and the guiding of the Holy Ghost in this service tonight. Come on, I'm, I'm feeling a calm. I'm feeling an assurance as we pray. Would you, just, would you just bear with this preacher right now? Come on, it is not my might. It is not my power, but by his spirit alone. I, I just want his spirit to be stirred up in this house. Come on, can I dare ask you just to lift up the volume for just a moment? Come on, elder saint of God, you know how to pray in the Holy Ghost. I, I feel your prayers right now. Would you just do it a few more seconds? a few more seconds. I can't quite explain it, but there's something moving into our midst right now. Come on, I feel the angels of the Lord stepping into this sanctuary right now. Come on, two or three minutes is not really a long time because what is happening in the spirit right now is absolutely vital for what God is about to do in this service. Come on, would, would you just help me for just a few more seconds in this house? Come on, I feel your strength. I feel your prayers. I feel your expectancy right now. <laughs> Come on, would you just begin to thank him right now? Come on, I've done, I've put, I've, I've already done my timer. We're not even two minutes yet. Would you just begin to thank him right now? Come on, would you just begin to thank him right now for what you're feeling moving and stirring in this house? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, I want you to really thank him. Come on, I... I Would you go with me to the book of Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1? Book of Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. I'm going to read very quickly for you tonight. And in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Verse 9, And God said, latter part of that verse would declare, and it was so. Verse 11, and God said, latter part of that verse, and it was so. Verse 14, read it with me, and God said. The latter part of verse 15 should be no surprise or shock. Four words, and it was so. Our last passage of scripture, verse 24, I want you to read it again with me. And God said said and God said the latter part of that verse and it was so I'm going to do my best to follow the Holy Ghost because as I said Friday night I'm not here to impress you I'm not here to wow you I am most certainly not here for me to say something that you have never heard but my goal tonight after this weekend is for you to do something that you have never done. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to just preach to you the next few moments. Daddy said so. Daddy said so. Would you just one more time? I know we have prayed, but one more time. Would you just speak a word of faith into the atmosphere? God, I feel a divine appointment. Let it be done and let it be so. We curse everything human or hellish that would oppose your will. We bind it. We cast it out. It has no authority here. It must go and leave. And we lose the best gifts to be in operation in this house. And we thank you for it, God. We thank you for it, God. In the name of Jesus. Clap your hands one more time into that great name. 
God bless you, and you can be seated. In the very inaugural moments of everything that we know as time and earth, the infancy of creation, we understand that God stood up. His spirit began to move, and then he began to speak. Can I remind us tonight the simple but profound fact that everything that you and I see has originated and come from the very mind and mouth of God. We read in Genesis as we just read, and God said, and God said, and God said, and God said. But if that was not enough, the Bible would reemphasize and say, and it was so. And it was so. And it was so. And if that was not even enough, the Bible would yet again emphasize. And God saw. And God saw. And God saw. And God saw. And there was nothing that God spoke that he did not see come to pass. And I am here to call into remembrance every promise and every prophecy that has ever been spoken over this congregation collectively and over you individually. Why? Because God simply said it once. He never had to repeat himself. And when he said it, it was just a matter of time of when you could see it. Hear me tonight. David said these words. Once God has spoken, but twice have I heard this, that power belongs to the Lord. And I came with a word, an assignment from heaven to tell his people, if you understood how powerful the first word was, you would not need a new word. You would just need a reminder of that old word that he gave you a long time ago. Help me tonight. David said, God spoke once, but I had to hear it again. I, 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 had, to, I had to remember it again. It had, to, it had to ring forth in my mind again. And I'm speaking to a saint of God that's staring at something in their face. And you're saying, God, would you please, would you please speak to me again? And God is saying, you remember the prophecy? You remember the promise? You remember what I spoke to you the first time? If I've ever said it once, it is so, and I shall see it. Job declared, I, I, I heard about him, but now mine eye seeth him. And God is wanting to move us from the realm of ear witnesses to eyewitnesses. I'm going to share just a little bit of my testimony tonight. I remember being an 11-year-old boy in a service when God spoke to me. He spoke to me for the very first time and said, I want you to go pray with that man who has the cane. And when you pray with him, he's going to be instantly healed and walk out. Without the need of that cane. I'd love to tell you that I rushed over and I, and I prayed with him and I prayed for him and, and he walked out. But I did not I, I stood there frozen in fear. And I, 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 began, I, I, I began to talk myself out of it. And soon I was hearing the other voice of fear and doubt and of the adversary. And it was not 60 seconds later that the preacher on that platform stopped preaching, looked at that same man and said, Sir, I want you to step forward because God is getting ready to heal you. He would begin to lay his hands on him, pray with him, and that man walked out not even needing his cane to jump, to run, to leap, and to walk. And that night I realized a very, very valuable lesson. You want to know what it was? When God speaks, it's God speaking. When God speaks to you, it is God speaking to you. And the second voice is going to be yourself. And the third voice is going to be the adversary chiming in. So it must be that when God speaks to you, you cannot hesitate and you cannot delay. 
It would be several years later that God would again speak to me. He said, when you go into this revival, it, 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 the miracles are going to be started by the healing of a left knee. It was several years later, and I had remembered that last time. That time that I had missed the opportunity. And I said, oh God, I'm not about to make the same mistake again. And I walked into that revival and there she was. A lady on the front row. And I said, okay God. Alright, you're going to have to help me out. And I walked up to her and I, I said, ma'am, I, I, I see you have a cane. She said, yes. I, I said, do you by chance have a problem with your, with your knee? She said, yes. And I, I'm saying, okay, God, I'm putting you to the test. And I, I said, uh, what, which knee is it? She said, the left knee. I said, oh, Lord, okay. I think something's about to happen. And I got on one knee and, and I, I took her hand and I said, I just, I, just, I just feel like that if I pray with you, something is going to happen. She said, okay, so I've I, 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 I not come to be spooky or mystical tonight. I, I've, I've come to expose the lie of the adversary that only certain people can be used by God to do certain things. I, I, I'm not going to surprise you tonight. I, I'm, I'm, it's probably going to be a little anticlimactic because you're going to realize quite how human I am. I, I begin to pray with that lady. And you know what I learned? If you don't stop praying, you don't have to see what has happened. And so I'm praying, and I'm praying, and I'm praying, and I'm praying. And I'm thinking, oh, God, as soon as I stop this prayer, we're, we're, we're going to see what has really happened. Did you know there's just as much faith when you say amen at the end of your prayer as when you started your prayer? Because it takes faith to get on your knees and begin to pray. But it also takes faith to stop. To end and say amen. And when you declare amen, you know what you're saying? It is. I stepped back and I said, all right, if we really believe this, we're going to check this out. I said, I want you to stand. She began to stand. She put her cane to the side. She began to run around that building. And I said, God, I know this is just one little miracle. But I want to be an eyewitness of your majesty. I want to see for myself. I would be in a service several weeks later. And there was a tongue interpretation in that service. And that is quite normal in an apostolic atmosphere. But there's something I didn't realize as I walked over to the elderly lady that had, that had been used in that gift that night. And she said, Brother Landon, can I tell you something? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, uh, I, I, I've never been used in that gift before. I said, okay. She said, but, but right before service, I was praying. And I said, God, if there's anything new that you want to do with me, if there's any new way that you want to use me, I just want you to know I'm available. It was just a few minutes later that her daughter came up to me and said, there's probably something you didn't recognize about mom. I said, I said, what is it? She said, last Sunday she turned 100 years old. And I propose to you that if a hundred-year-old lady that had to be driven to church and has to have help eating could look at the heavens and say, God, whatever you're doing, do not do it without me. If there's any new gift, if there's any new dimension, if there's any new level, use me. I just happen to think there's over 50 people on a Sunday night in Georgia that could say, I know everybody won't say it, but I'll say, God, use me. Please use me. David, I used to pray, God, would you do something today? Would you do something in service? Would you do something at my job? When you, would you do something at my school? You know what I learned? God is doing something all around the globe. So I switched my prayer and I said, God, whatever you're doing today, don't do it without me. Whatever you're doing at church, don't do it without me. Whatever you're doing at my school, do not do it without me. I, I, I 
know you may already know, but I like to remind the hell. I like to remind all of hell that God is pouring out His Spirit all across the earth. The greatest signal that we are in the end time is not the wickedness, it's not the wars and rumors of war, but the greatest signal that we are in the end time is because every day God is filling people all over this planet with the baptism and the gift of the Holy Ghost. We were in Zambia in a service, and, and a witch doctor came to service, marched right up to the platform, and said, with my hand, I am going to lay it on your forehead, and I am going to curse you, and you are going to die. Brother Magundo was a man of faith, not easily intimidated by humans or hell. He stared right back at him. And said, with this hand, I am going to lay it on your forehead. And you are going to be delivered in the name of Jesus. He dropped his staff and he ran out the back. And we never again saw him. And God filled over a thousand people with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Don't you tell me that God is not revealing himself. Just recently in Bangladesh, and I, I probably confused him because I was throwing out all kinds of numbers. There was 5,000 people all in all that came. Over 3,000 people were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And a Muslim governor called our team and said, what magic have you brought to this area? And they said, it's not magic, it's a name. And we'll gladly share it. It's J-E-S-U-S. Wherever we go, we bring Jesus. And there's no telling what will happen. Come on, if you believe that name, it's spreading throughout the world. If you believe that name, it's spreading throughout Atlanta. I wish you would just take a few seconds and shout it out. Is, is, this, is this all right tonight? Is, is this all right tonight? We were in Spain. And a lady came to service and she said, I, I, I want you to, I, what, what's your name? What is your name? You have the Holy Ghost? What are you feeling right now? You're feeling the Holy Ghost? Because God is letting there be a witness in your spirit uh, that this is not just about a man named Landon. Uh, this is not just about a 25-year-old evangelist. Uh, this is about you uh, and your, I want you to stand up and lift up your hands right now. Come on, I'm preaching for you, buddy. Come on, I'm preaching for your friends. Come on, you're never going to be the same after this weekend. I call to life every gifting that is within you. I call to life every that it would be developed. It would be yielded to under submission. And that you would walk in a new authority from this night onward. In the name of Jesus. If you had the Holy hear me tonight. If you had the Holy Ghost... If you have the Holy Ghost, you have access to the gifts of the Spirit. And the revival that is hitting this city, not coming, the revival that is hitting this city is going to require every believer to use every gifting that God has used them, that God has endowed upon them and placed within them under the submission of their leader to see a city Shaking revival. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if I understand it, if I look at the scriptures, the gifts are not waiting upon me to get super spiritual and finally attain and finally get to where I can reach one of them. But Paul told a young man, stir up the gift that is already inside you. You've already got it. It's time to yield to it. It's time to activate it. It's time to walk in it. And there's a God, there's a God-given authority that's coming down upon this church. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. We went to service and there was a lady who came up and she said, I, I want you to pray for my husband. He's at home. He's just come out of back surgery. He's got a brace. He's in pain and he's in his bed. But I've got a prayer cloth. And we're going to speak the name of Jesus. And I believe when I get back, something's going to happen. 
we got back to service that next night, she came running in and she was speaking Spanish before I could stop her. I said, hermana, estoy aprendiendo más español, poco, poco, muy, muy poquito. And I said, hey, Juan, come translate. She began to tell him. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. I said, Juan, translate. He said, oh, my word. You will not believe this. I said, I'll believe it. He said, no, you will not believe. I said, Juan, I will believe this. Tell me. And he began to reiterate to me. He said when she went home, her husband was walking around with no pain in his body. He had taken the brace off. He had seen a vision of Jesus. And he was speaking in a language. And it wasn't Spanish. It wasn't English. But it was the sound of the heavenly world as God healed him and filled him all in the same hour. There was a young man named, is this all right? This is all right. There was a young man named Arash. There's a picture. He's a darker gentleman, and there's a picture of me and, and his girl. I gave it to them. His name was Arash. We were in Austria, and he, he, had, been in, he had been in Afghanistan and had come over, and he had, he had been in Austria for about a month, but he had been locked up in his room facing fear, facing anxiety, and he came to service. He came to service. I think I'm wearing a red tie in the picture, if you can find it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, 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 an older man and, a, and a, a little girl. There it is. There they are. Arash. He came up and he said, I, I want you to pray for me on a Wednesday night. I said, God, I pray that you would bless Arash. Touch him in Jesus' name. Give him guidance and peace. And I walked away. They came up to me and they began to tell me his story. And they said, all this, this and this and that and this and that and everything I just told you. And I said, oh, Lord, oh, are, you, are you serious? I went up and ran to him the next night. I said, Arash, I'm so sorry. Do you have the Holy Ghost? He said, no. I said, lift up your hands. I laid my hand on his forehead and he began to speak in tongues for the very first time. Next picture. A few services later, his little girl was baptized in the name of Jesus. And when she began to come out of the water, he said, that's not Arabic. That's not her native tongue. But her, that little girl named Farnoosh, had been baptized of water. And then she had been baptized of spirit as God fell upon her just as he did her daddy. Over a hundred Muslims have come to that specific church and been baptized or been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. There was a few that had come from the group and they said, if you go back to that church, we are going to torture you and we are going to turn you in. You cannot go back to that apostolic church. And you know what they did? They stayed home for the rest of their life. No, they said we cannot shut up about the things that we have seen and heard. They went back to the group and they've never seen those two men again since. Because God is going to bless those that bless you and he's going to curse those that curse you. There's nobody in, in heaven, in earth, or under the earth that has superiority over the name of Jesus. moment that Arash was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, he opened his eyes. Verbatim, this is what he said. He said, I'm not 45 anymore. I'm one because God just restarted my life. Come on, I'm talking about that happening in Atlanta. I'm talking about that happening. Come on, I could have preached to your problem. I could have preached to your difficulties. But I've come to preach about every promise and every prophecy that God has given this man, given you, and given this church. Because while I'm excited to share about everything that's happening all over the world, I'm so excited about you sending David overseas and others. It's got to be said. Of us as it was the set of the, of the disciples. They that have turned the world upside down have come here also. You know what I want? 
Talmadge, you know what I want, buddy? I want to hear also revival. I'm thankful for the dead being raised in Africa. I'm thankful, thankful for everybody healed in Asia. I'm thankful for the thousands that are being baptized in China. But I want to hear also revival. I want miracles here also. I want deliverance here also. I want breakthrough here also. I want Muslims receiving revelation here also. I want alcoholics praying through here also. I want atheists convert. Hear me tonight. Here also. Why? Because daddy said so. Why can I come into the house of God with such faith and expectancy? Why can I come believing the absolute supernatural is possible, defying all, all of the odds against reason, against logic? Why? Daddy said so. You know what Ecclesiastes declares? Where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say unto him, what doest thou? This is the 2020 Layman Gore translation, not yet in bookstores. When a king or authority speaks, there is nothing that can undo it or outdo it unless it is of a greater authority. And I checked before service. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. There is nobody before him, behind him, beside him. He knows not another. And if he gave you a word, there is no demon that can snatch that word. There is no diagnosis that can snatch that word. There is no family situation. Come on, I haven't heard him speak in a while. But he spoke to me that night in prayer. He spoke to me at youth service. He spoke to me at midnight. And if he spoke once, I will see it. Clap your hands one more time unto the Lord. There was another man in Vienna. He came to service and... He began to worship, and God began to fill him with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And when he had just gotten done, he said, I have cried to Allah for years, and he has never once answered me. He said, but I prayed to Jehovah one time, and he filled my mouth with fire. Come on, there's a dangerous God that we serve I said, it's a dangerous God that we serve. And I wish you would begin to name drop wherever you go. I wish you would begin to speak the name of Jesus in your home. I wish you would begin to speak the name of Jesus in your job. I know I see the force of the darkness. But I know a name that is above every other name. And when the people of the name begin to walk in their God-given authority... This is what's going to happen. You know that little lady in the Old Testament? The prophet looked at her and said, there's about to be famine in the land. And you're going to have to go away for a time. But at the end of seven years, you know what she did? She began to pack up her things. She began to get her child. And she began to march her way to the throne room of the king. And what's happening? The king is talking to Gehazi. And you know what he's saying? Tell me everything that Elisha hath done. And while one conversation is about what has been done, mama is about to have a conversation about what is to be done. And she walks into that throne room. And you know what she does? She cries out to the king for her house and for her land. She does not cry about it. She cries for it. She does not cry over it. She cries for it. And that is when you know you have authority. 
in the Holy Ghost. When you walk up and you don't ask if the disease can leave, you tell the disease to leave. You don't ask if the anxiety and the fear can politely go out the back door, but you begin to speak it out in the name of Jesus because you've got a word from God. And if daddy said so, it is, it is, it is. Hey, you know what happens? The king says, I want you to give everything to her, all the fruit of the land from the day she left until right now. We are entering a dimension. You can just think I'm, I'm, I'm trying to spiritualize everything, or you can believe this man of God when I tell you God does not have time for addition. It is time to multiply in the spirit. God is getting ready to do a quick work. I may not live to my 70th birthday because God is amassing a people. He is gathering a people that have his name and they have a word from him and nothing will detour them. Nothing will distract them. Nothing will discombobulate them and nothing will defeat them. I want you to clap your hands for just a moment in this house. Come on, would you stand to your feet and just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost one more time? Come on, elders, I'm preaching to you too. I know this is Reset Weekend, but I'm talking about prayers that were prayed a long time ago. I'm talking about promises that were given a long time ago. I'm talking about prophecies that came a long time ago. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on for just a few more seconds right now. Just about what is going to happen tonight. This is about what's going to happen from now on. It is time for every apostolic believer to walk in a God-given authority. I'm going to be real practical. You know what that's going to mean? That's going to mean that you're going to have to learn. And you're going to have to trust. You know what that means? That means what happened to me is probably going to happen to you. And, and this is what happened to me. I was in a service and... You know, we say we want God to use us, right? And I felt the Lord speak to me and said, give all the money that you have to Rima. I thought, oh, Lord, I don't think that was you. But let's be honest. You think the devil's going to tell you to give money to your brother or sister? And I definitely ain't telling myself that on my own accord. So I said, God, if this is you, that's cool. But if this is not you, I'm a little worried about how much money is in my wallet right now. And so my fears were confirmed when I pulled out my wallet and I had just been overseas. I have never taken out so much cash in my life. But I took out $1,000 of cash for an emergency. And I began to count the first hundred and the second hundred and the third hundred. And I counted up to $800. And I thought, stupid Landon, there was no emergency. <laughs> and I said, God, if I've missed it, this is a rather costly. And something snapped in my spirit and said, I would rather waste $800 telling God I'm willing to miss your voice.
because I want to hear it so bad and I want to get it right. And even if this is not you, I want you to at least know I'm paying attention. I took out that money and I walked over and I started walking fast before I talked myself out of it. And I put it in the hands of Reem and I said, hey, I love you, man. Take that. And he texted me the next night and he said, buddy, he said, I gave exactly $800 in the offering last night and the Lord just returned it to me. I'm telling you, if you ask God to use you, he's going to use you. He's going to require something of you. And he's going to ask of you to step out in faith and to trust him. Last time you went back to bed. But this time you're going to roll over and you're going to begin to intercede in the spirit and say it wasn't the pizza that I ate last night. God's wanting to use me to pray something into existence. Come on, I see it over some of you right now. God's going to use individuals in this room to begin to witness to doctors and to lawyers and to bankers, to witness to your neighbor. And all of a sudden, God's going to give you insight. He's going to give you a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. And you are going to walk in the spirit. Is there anybody in this house interested in doing that tonight? Is there anybody interested in being obedient to the voice of God? There's somebody right here, there's somebody in this room this weekend, God wanted to give a, a tongue interpretation. And God was speaking to you. And he was saying, just yield. Just yield. And you said, oh, no. Nah, nah. But God's going to give you another opportunity. I don't know when it's going to be, but God's wanting to use you to edify his people. Everything I'm saying can be clarified under submission. We have got to be submitted to authority. And when we are submitted, God can use us. I feel something hovering over this house so strongly. I want you just to lift up your hands one more time. Would you do that? Would you just begin to open your mouth and ask the Lord to use you? Would you do that? Would you just ask the Lord to use you? Come on, it's, just not, it's not just one or two. It's not just five or seven. God is wanting to use this entire household to be instruments of his glory. God is wanting to use this entire whole household to see a manifestation of his glory and of his presence. I wonder if we could make our way into the aisle and I wonder if our feet could take us from the aisle into the altar right now. Would you do that? Come on, would you step forward right now? Come on, would you step forward right now? I want everybody to come as quick as you can. As quick as you can, I want you to come. I know tonight's been a little different, but I feel the leading of the Holy Ghost, and I appreciate you going with me. I want you to come. I want you to come as close as you can. I want everybody to come. Come on, I want you to continue to come. Come on, God's confirming things in you, Brandon. I want you to continue to come. I want you to continue to come. I want you to continue to come. Every elder, every child, every saint of God, I want you to come in a, a little closer. I want everybody to take two or three feet closer right now. Come on, we've just stepped into the flow of the Holy Ghost. 
time to get awkward. It's not time to look around. We're just tapping into the flow right now. Come on, we're just, we're not waiting on the preacher to tell us exactly what to do. We're just, we're just stepping into the flow of the Holy Ghost right now. There's going to be some instructions in just a moment. But we're just getting into the flow of the Holy Ghost right now. just a moment. I want everyone to hear me for just a moment. If you're in this house and you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, would you just slip up your hand at me? You've never spoken in tongues. You've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Can I see your hand? What's your name? Tiffany? Would you like the Holy Ghost tonight, Tiffany? Would you like to speak in tongues for the very first time tonight, Tiffany? You know what? I appreciate your boldness and your courage. Because it's not easy to lift up a hand in front of everybody. But you're not here by accident, Tiffany. God has brought you here by divine design. I want you to come up to the front. I want you to come up to the front. I want some sisters to join me right now. Tiffany, I, I hope you already know this, but I'm just going to let you know you're, you're surrounded by family in this house. What you're feeling right now is not weird. It's not crazy. God brought you here. And what you're feeling around you, you're about to feel on the inside of you. And God's going to fill you with the greatest gift in all of the world. It's his power and his spirit. Everything you're feeling around you, but you're going to feel it on the inside of you. Church, would you just pray for just a moment right now? Would you just lift up your voices and pray right now? somebody right now. What do you want me to pray with you about? What do you want me to pray with you about? It doesn't need to be specific, but you can tell them pray for my health, pray for my mind, pray for my family, and then they're going to ask you, and you're going to tell them, and the body is going to minister to the body. Sons and daughters are going to walk in authority, and we are going to see the manifestation of God in this house tonight. We're going to see it tomorrow. We're going to see it throughout the week. We're going to see it from this weekend onward. Come on right now, ask somebody. Come on, join with somebody. Connect with somebody. Come on, be sitting into the Holy Ghost right now. said they got the Holy Ghost this morning that we didn't count. Could we clap our hands and thank God for these that have received the Holy Ghost? Now, Brother and Sister Marler's Brother and Sister Marler's granddaughter and her husband were going to be joining us tonight. I didn't notice that they slipped in, but, uh, and they've recently come back from Indiana Bible College. They're now uh, in South Carolina, which is uh, four hours from here where they live. And they have family that lives right up the road here. And so they came down. They said they wanted to come to church. His sister came, Tiffany, and she just got the Holy Ghost right here. And first time in an apostolic church, God is filled with the Holy Ghost. 
And then she just turned to me and said, wait, 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 I need to be baptized. Would it be any trouble if I got baptized? I said, no, it's no trouble. Hallelujah, that's what we do in Jesus' name. So let's lift our hands while they're getting ready. Let's ask God to do a mighty work in these lives. Father, thank you for what you're doing. We give you praise for it right now. Sing it again, and we'll get ready to baptize still pray. If you'd like to hold a long conversation, step out into the foyer because there's still people being prayed for right now. So let's be respectful in the altar area here. Let's open up our hearts to what God is doing. If you'd like to stay in the sanctuary, let's remain prayerful. I believe God is still working in this building right now. God is still working in this building. God is still touching. God is still healing just feel an unction. If, if you're here and maybe you need a miracle that is not physical. Maybe you don't need a physical healing in your body. But maybe you need a financial miracle. Maybe you need God to show you direction for your future. Maybe you need a, a miracle in your home, in your heart, in your mind, in your family. Nobody looking around. Would you just lift up your hand by faith right now? Just throw that hand up. Throw that hand up. You need a miracle, maybe not physical, but you need a touch from God. God is not done in this service. Throw that other hand up, and I want you to just cry out to Jesus, and your miracle is already here. Just open up your mouth and just begin to call on the name of Jesus. The promise is here. The promise is here. The comforter is here. If you need peace in your mind, the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, will descend upon you. Right now, it is descending in this room. Peace that passes understanding is in this building. If you will open up your heart and let God move inside of you. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. They're going to sing that again. And while they do, let's just, let's just pray that God would continue to move. There's still people, I feel it. There's still people that have not yet yielded. If you would simply yield, there would be some things that would change right now. I don't mean tomorrow, but there could be a change in your life right now. Let's sing that again. And as they do, let's just be prayerful. You don't have to run and shout, but let's just consider the power of the name of Jesus. Can we do that together? There is power. There is power. 